Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the NFL Week 15 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. We are officially in the home stretch. Three weeks left remain in the NFL regular season. Three weeks of bets, and I'm doing well so far. I'm, I'm hot. I'm hot. Had another profitable week this week in Week 14. Wasn't quite as good as Week uh, 12 and 13, but still very good. Finished Week 14, 9, 6, and 1 for plus 2.34 units which brings my season to date record to 111.93 and 4 for plus 14.49 units. Can you guys hear my cat meowing? Daisy, I already gave you wet food, buddy. You're done for the night. Meowing at me trying to get on the show. All right, let's uh review week 14 before we get into week 15 picks. Uh like I said, I've been I've been hot, I've been hot lately. I'm seeing the board clear. Uh, except this week, I think I got a couple unlucky bounces, but let's get right into the first game of the week, which was Rams minus five against the Patriots on Thursday night football. I mean, I, I called that game. I mean, I, I gotta stop, pat, uh, stop patting myself on the back so much because it's karma is going to come back and bite me in the ass here. So I apologize if I sound arrogant after these past couple weeks, uh, I'll try to tone it down, but could I have called that Rams game any closer than what I did? I said Rams minus five best bet of the week. I said they're going to win by at least two touchdowns, and I said uh, I think they'll win by 20 points was my quote on guys and bets, and then they won by 21. Uh, that was a terrible stylistic matchup for the Patriots. Uh, that was might have been the easiest bet of the year for me to make. Um, so, yeah, I nailed that one. It's always good to hit, hit uh, your best bet of the week on Thursday night before you even get into the Sunday night games. Um, and then heading into Sunday's games, Titans-Jaguars under 53. That hit, Cowboys minus 3.5 against Bengals. Uh, that was my second best bet, and that hit with these. That Bengals offense is just atrocious uh, without Joe Burrow. Texans minus one against the Bears. That was my big uh, bad bet of the week. Uh, Texans got absolutely killed. Bears offenses look good recently. I don't know what's going on there, but that bet wasn't even close, so I was way off with that one. Chiefs minus seven and a half against the Dolphins. Uh, bad luck in this one, man. It's and I'm going to talk about the Dolphins more when I get to their game this week here. But I'm like I'm sorry, Dolphins fans, because I know like I keep saying this and I keep being proven wrong, and then Dolphins fans are coming after me and they're mad at me for trying to bet against them every single week. They are the best against the spread team in the NFL right now. But like, look at their stats, man. They get these wild things happen every single game that cause them to either win the game or keep it close. They shouldn't have been in that game even close to the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes has his worst game of the season, possibly his worst, the worst game of his career. Maybe not that far. But, like, he's throwing interceptions that, yes, Miami got the interception, good on them for getting, but it's not like they're 
um, outstanding defensive plays. A DB dives five feet across the field to get a one-handed interception. Mahomes missed one of the interceptions. His wide receiver is wide open, and he threw five yards above his head and just went right into the hands of some dolphin safety that wasn't even close to the guy. There's just all there's just, there is getting a lot of good luck. As much of a cop out as that is to say that a team's just getting good luck, they honestly are. Um, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This pisses the Dolphins fans off. I know. I get it. Listen, your record's a record. You're right. Your record's a record at, at the end of the day, and they're the best team against the spread in the NFL. But uh, I'm going to talk about more about the Dolphins when I get to their game this week. But like, they're they should not be as good as their record is. Their stats stink. But I'll hold off. I'm going to talk about the Dolphins more. But anyways, my point was I was all over the Chiefs in that game as well, and they didn't cover um, because Brian Flores wanted to kick the field goal and then try to onside kick and then go for the touchdown. So a little bit of bad luck, I think, there in the, at the end of that Chiefs game. But, yeah, gambler giveth, gambler taketh away. Going to have good luck and have bad luck. So, uh, yeah, Chiefs did not cover. That was my one loss. One of my five best bets was uh, Chiefs minus 7.5. That was my one loss. So in the Capper Cup, I went 3-1-1 one, one this week. Uh, tied for 10th, so I'm just there. But everyone above me kind of also had good weeks, so... Tough to gain any ground there. Uh, so that was a loss. Bucks minus six and a half against the Vikings. Uh, that was a win, but to be honest, maybe it shouldn't have been. Uh, who's the Vikings kicker? Dan Bailey. I think he missed three field goals and an extra point. Uh, Vikings were in closer. They were played better in that game than what the score ind- indicates. So uh, maybe that luck kind of cancels out what happened in the Chiefs game for me. Cardinals minus three against the Giants. That was a pick I put out Sunday right before game started because the line wasn't out last week. Um, I didn't really have any analysis for it because I'm, but I'm anti-Giants. I don't think that they're good at all. Talk more with the Giants when I get to their game this week. Broncos, Panthers under 45 and a half. That was the other one that I just tweeted out Sunday afternoon. That one didn't have a chance. Uh, that one went way over. That was a bad bet. Raiders plus three. Oh, that was also, that was another bad bet. Raiders got just smoked, uh, by the Colts. Raiders defense, not good lately. Uh, Packers lines over 55. That was my push. Laying it right on the number. Uh, both teams, like they weren't getting stopped on offense, but the issue was why it kind of didn't hit over is because there weren't many like big, like long scoring plays. Like, uh, I think there was only like a couple of punts in the game, one or two punts, maybe three punts total in the entire game. But like every drive, every touchdown drive was like a long 12 play, eight minute drive. Like and and that kind of, that hurt. That's it's hard hitting over when it's in the fifties, when every scoring drive is long and drawn out, you kind of need one or two explosive long touchdowns. And there never was any in that game. Um, but I'll take a push. I mean, a push is, is almost as good as a win. Uh, it's not a loss. Could I have said anything more obvious? <laughs> it's almost as good of a win, but it's not. But it's also not a loss. Yep, that's a push. Yeah, idiot. Uh, but I'll take that. Jets plus 13.5 against the Seahawks. Uh, I talked about it last week. I said, I mean, what's is the Seahawks going to bounce back and actually play as good as they're going to play, or are they just on a cold streak, and, and are they going to play as bad as they did against the Giants a couple weeks ago? That was the question leading into that game, uh, and I bet on the wrong side of it. Seahawks came with fire, and their offense looked unstoppable again, and the Jets' offense just sucked, just absolutely sucked. So I hate losing betting on the Jets. I did it last week. Uh, don't think I'll be doing that again for these last three games. Uh, Chargers plus 120 against the Falcons hit my money line underdog of the week. I'm going to do up when I get to the end of all this, I'm going to do up, uh, kind of my stats and see where I did well, see where I did poorly this NFL season. But I'll say for certain, my underdog money line picks of the week are doing very well. 
Um, I feel like I'm over 50% on them, and there's been a couple big ones too. There's the E, no, yeah, there's the Eagles against the 49ers early in the season. That was like plus 270. Washington against the Steelers there last week. That was like plus 270. I've had a couple big underdogs and another big, big underdog locked in for week 15 as well. So stay tuned for that. Uh, and then Eagles plus seven against the Saints hit that. That was one of my best bets of the week. Um, Jalen Hurst looked good. And the Eagles finally, I don't know if it's on purpose or they just did it because they didn't want to make Jalen Hurst throw the ball a lot, but finally ran the ball, which I've been begging them to do for weeks now. And they absolutely tore, they steamrolled the Saints, who apparently are supposed to have one of the best run def- defenses in the, in the NFL. So that was very interesting. Washington plus three and a half against the 49ers. I'm just, I'm just riding the Washington train. Uh, and the hit for me again there that week. Thank you, Washington. Steelers plus two and a half against the Bills. Uh, bad bet. Steelers offense worse than I thought. I just thought that they were looking bad against good defenses, but uh, they played against the Bills defense, which is not really a good defense this year, and they couldn't do anything. Uh, Big Ben looks bad. Their offense is just too – it's like everything's all underneath. Good completion percentage, but it doesn't help when uh, you're just – uh, your receivers are getting like, uh, it's like Juju Smith-Schuster. I was like, every game it's like nine catches for 23 yards. Like, that's not going to get you a win. You got to take some more shots or do something downfield. They also can't run the ball either. Uh, so that was a bad bet. Uh, I've now gone against the Bills a couple weeks in a row, and I've regretted it. Josh Allen has looked fantastic. Kudos to them. Uh, and then Ravens minus one against the Browns on Monday night football. That game was close to what I said it was. I knew it was going to be a very close game. I got that line at minus one, so that crazy play at the end of the game that uh, <laughs> was a safety that just fucked or helped betters all across the planet. The Probably the worst bad beat of the entire NFL season if you had Browns plus three. I even saw people at Browns plus three and a half, which is even worse because you thought you won, you won your bet and then it lost uh, on that dumb safety. I mean, I swear to God, if I would have had the Browns plus three and a half, I don't know what I would have done, but... Uh, I was on Ravens minus one, so the only thing I didn't need to happen in that play was the Browns to score a touchdown, so, and that wasn't going to happen. Um, but yeah, that was a close game, man. I, I called it being a close game. I knew it was a coin flip game, but what I didn't see was Baker Mayfield having that good of a game against the Ravens. I think if you, got, if you guys remember, my final reason for going with the Ravens was I didn't trust Baker Mayfield against the Ravens' pass defense, but he torched them. Uh, so I didn't see the game... I didn't see the game being a shootout like it ended up being. I thought it was going to be just as close of a game, but I thought it was going to be like in the 20s, not what what did they finish in the 40s. Um, but I'm glad I was on the right side of that. So, yeah, there you go. That's my review of week 14. That was 9, 6, and 1 for plus 2.34 units. That money line underdog uh, hit wasn't big, plus 120, but that did help out with some of the juice. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, 111, 93, and 4 for my season to date record. Three weeks remaining. Uh, how many bets is that total I've played so far then? Let me do some quick math, and by math I mean punch this into a calculator because no way can I add that up without taking 30 seconds to do it. 208 bets so far. Does that make sense? 200, so 256 minus 208. I know this is riveting for the podcast here. I just want to make sure I have my record right. 48. So be 48 picks left. 48 divided by 3 is 16, I'm hoping. Yes, so... 48 bets remaining. We're in the home stretch and we're looking good. Let's see if we can let's see if we can top 20 units for the NFL season. Let's see. We need a little over 5 more units over these last 3 weeks. Let's at least keep it in the double digits. Let's keep it above 10. Let's aim to hit above 20. But that's all I have for you. That was my recap of last week. Without further ado, let's get into my best bet 
for every single game. All games are on the board as of Wednesday evening. So for the for the, for the first time, I have picks for all 16 games in this up episode. Let's get into the NFL Week 15 episode of the Bacon Bets Podcast. More bacon than the pan can handle. 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 All right, week 15 of the NFL. Time for me to yell into a microphone for the next 30 to 40 minutes about who I am betting on this week. We're starting with the Thursday night football game, as we always do. Chargers against Raiders, a little AFC West matchup here. Hit the Chargers as my Moneyline underdog pick of the week last week. I'm on them again this week. Not going to take the money line though. I'm going to back the Chargers plus 3, minus 105 against the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders' defense has been absolutely atrocious lately. I mean, they look like a playoff team a few weeks ago. Now, now look at them. They look terrible. Got killed by my Falcons. Not a good look. Almost lost to the Jets. Got killed by the Colts, who are not as good as the record, in my opinion. Uh, they're falling apart. I don't know if it's something that's going on in their locker room. I don't know if John Gruden just keeps getting outcoached, but it's uh, not a good look for the Raiders. And I think the Chargers cover here. I don't know about win. I don't know about win, but I think this game should be set as a pick uh, Raiders defense, second last in opponent points per play. Dead last when looking at just the last three weeks. So you can make an argument that they are the worst defense in the NFL. More likely they're probably a bottom five defense, but they're second last in opponent points per play. is terrible. They've allowed 38.3 points per game over the last three weeks. 31.7 at home this season. So they are also have been giving up more points at home than on the road. But 38.3 points per game over the last three weeks. And one of those games was against the fucking Jets. So, <laughs> not good. It's not looking good for the Raiders. It's going to be tough to make a case, in my opinion, to back them this week. Uh, they're also just getting steamrolled uh, by the run. They're allowing 5.6 yards per carry over the last three games. Last by a mile in that stretch. They're 27th in opponent yards per play. 22nd opponent yards per pass attempt. And third last in opponent third down conversion percentage. So this is just a big-time fade of their defense. I can't lay points on a defense playing this poorly because, I mean, Raiders might win, but it might end up being like 41-40. to 40. Who knows? Uh, and then the Chargers, I mean, I've said before, it's kind of hard to handicap Chargers games and give out statistics because they're very average at just about everything. Um, so what I'm going to do is back the Chargers, and I'm going to fade the one glaring weakness in this game, which is the Raiders' defense. So I'll back Chargers plus 3 and minus 105. No ways this... My best bet of the week. No ways it's going to be a cap or cup pick. Um, but i got to make a bet on the game. I looked at the over. I thought about the over. Um, but I can't do it. Uh, and by the way, on Thursday's episode of the Guys and Bet show, uh, for Odd Shark, if you're listening to this on Thursday, either before the show or after the show, I'm either going to give out this Chargers pick, or I might just find a little fun player prop for Thursday night that I won't count on my record for this. So... You're listening to this before 12 p.m. Eastern on Thursday. Tune into Guys and Bets. 12 p.m. Eastern, live on YouTube. I'll check YouTube channel. Uh, Bills Broncos. Hard to bet against Josh Allen and the Bills with how this team has been clicking lately. I've been burned going against them at least two weeks in a row from my memory. So I don't want to do it again, but it's also hard to lay a touchdown on a team that's on the road against this Denver defense. But then again, it's hard to back a team with an offense as bad as the Broncos. 
So I'm torn in this game as far as a spread goes. Uh, so I'm not going to bet on the spread. I'm going to go and look to the total instead. And I'm going to go under at 50. Total is at 50 is what I got of that. And I am going to go under. Uh, so the Broncos defense actually pretty legit. Despite the fact of how just bad in general they are as a team. 11th in opponent yards per play. And more importantly, 6th in opponent yards per pass attempt. So we know the Bills rely on Josh Allen's arm. I've talked about it the past few weeks. Uh, they're one of the teams that throw the ball the most in the NFL. But they're going to up against the 6th ranked pass defense in the NFL right now. Uh, Denver's also the number one red zone defense in the NFL as well. Teams are scoring a touchdown less than 50% of the time that they're in the red zone against the Broncos, which no other team in the NFL is allowing a less than 50% touchdown rate. Um, and, I mean, getting down to the end zone and then ending up, or getting down to the red zone and then ending up with a field goal is a great strategy for an under bet to cash. And then if we look at the Broncos' offense, dead last in completion percentage, 24th in yards per play, 29th in points per game. Uh, so their offense is bad. That's all I have to say about them. I'm hoping their defense slows down the Bills' offense just enough. And then the Broncos' offense has a classic shit show of a game. Drew Locke needs to play worse than he played last week, that's for sure. Drew Locke played very well against the Panthers last week. Hasn't had a good season, uh, but give credit where credit is due. He played best game of his career, I would say, against the Panthers last week. So I hope that's not the case this week because it'll be hard for the under to hit if he plays just as well. But I think 50 might be a couple points too high. I'll take the under 50 minus 110 in that one. Then we're looking to the Panthers and the Packers. I was surprised by this spread. Eight and a half points. Very surprised. I'm actually on a lot of underdogs this week, which terrifies me because of how much underdogs have been covering this week. So the favorites are kind of due to just have a dominant week. Maybe it was, I think actually favorites did well this past weekend. So I don't know, maybe a bounce back week for underdogs. I hope so because I'm on a lot of them and I'm on the underdog in this one. Eight and a half points. That's a lot. That's You're giving Teddy covers eight and a half points. For those of you who don't know, Teddy Bridgewater has an unbelievable uh, spread record as a starting quarterback in the NFL. I didn't bring it up in front of me for this show, but I, I looked into, the, into it earlier this year. It's like a 75% cover rate. Now, he hasn't covered the spread, I think, maybe in his last couple starts, but it's still 70% or above as a starting QB in the NFL, which is just insane. So his name's officially Teddy Covers. Um, but it's going to be hard for me to come up with stats to support this pick. The Packers are one of the best statistical teams in the NFL right now, especially their offense. Uh, but this Panthers team is feisty. Uh, I don't think I, I can't bet against the Panthers if they're getting more than a touchdown worth of points. Uh, Panthers average scoring margin is just minus 1.9. So it's not like they're really getting blown out. I think the only times that they've lost by double digit points, I think it was twice. And I think both times is to the Buccaneers. Uh, they played the Chiefs in a very close game. Um, I, they play the Saints in a very close game, I think. Um yeah, so not to say the Packers can't do it, but I mean, that's that's a tough bet, eight and a half points. Uh, Panthers offense, ninth in yards per play, third in completion percentage, and fourth in punts per offensive score. So, I mean, their offense easily in the top half of the league. Same thing can't be said about their defense, though, obviously. I mean, their defense absolutely blows the Packers defense, by the way. Um, not quite as bad as some people are saying they are. I know that that kind of goes against my pick, but Packers defense is average. They're an average, I mean, I see seeing on Twitter some people say the Packers aren't going anywhere because uh, their defense is terrible. Not necessarily true. Uh, they're an average defense, middle of the pack, and a lot of stats. Um, but they do have a couple holes, including red zone defense, where they rank 28th, and opponent yards per carry, where they rank 23rd. Which actually, um, once I was digging into the numbers, I mean, this Packers team statistically is almost identical to the Chiefs. 
all offensive numbers, the Chiefs and Packers are like first and second. And then both defenses, weak spots is are stopping the run and red zone defense. Uh, so Chiefs might be a little bit more explosive. Packers defense might be slightly better than the Chiefs defense. But uh, statistically, I mean, almost identical teams, the number one seed in both conferences, which is very interesting. Uh, but I digress. I think eight and a half points is too much. I think Carolina can keep it close here. I'll take Panthers plus eight and a half. I got the juice at minus 105. Next up, say it with me. Money line underdog alert. Money line underdog alert. Sound the fucking alarms. Money line underdog alert. I've been hot. I've been hot. I've been hot with them. Washington plus 270 two weeks ago. Chargers this week plus 120. I'm going back to being aggressive. I'm so hot with these money line underdogs. I got to take a shot at an aggressive one. I gave you Washington plus 270 two weeks ago. How about another plus 270? The Houston Texans plus 270 against the Indianapolis Colts. Now, if you want to be safe, I love plus seven. I'm actually going to play Texans plus seven as my best bet of the week in the Capra Cup because obviously you don't play uh, money line in Capra Cup. It's all spread. So if you don't want to get as aggressive, I don't blame you. I'm not going to call you a coward, but I think the Texans are a great bet here despite just getting killed by the Bears last week. Listen, the Texans were a bad snap away from beating the Colts two weeks ago. Don't, don't forget there. Had the ball on the goal line, down six uh, as the clock was expiring, and then there was a bad snap. Deshaun Watson fumbled the ball, and Colts recovered. So uh, they don't fumble that snap. They score a touchdown. They win the game. I don't get seven points here. Texans. Fifth in yards per play, second in yards per pass attempt. Only the Chiefs are getting more yards through the air, and then they're fifth in completion percentage. Meanwhile, the Colts' defense has been one of the worst in the National Football League the past few weeks. Third last in opponent yards per play over the last three weeks. Fifth last in opponent points per play. Second last in opponent passing yards per play. They're giving up 8.2 passing yards per play over the last three weeks. And then the Texans' defense, bad, yes. Especially um, the run defense is, is where they're really, really bad. But, uh, they're, I mean, they're second last in opponent yards per carry. But the Colts aren't exactly good at running the ball, 24th in yards per carry. So, Colts' defense they, has taken a huge step back. They've won a couple games, though. But I think they've won a couple games they might not have, should have won. I don't think they should have beat the Packers a few weeks ago. I don't think they should have beat the Texans there a couple weeks ago. Um they did just blow with the Raiders, that's fair, but they gave up some points to them. I don't know, I think this is an easy bet. I think this is an overreaction to last week. Take plus seven, that's my favorite bet of the week, but because I'm getting aggressive, um, my bet for my road to 256 bets, my bet for this podcast is Texans money line plus 270. I think Deshaun Watson has himself a day. It's aggressive. It's aggressive. I won't lie, it's aggressive. But fortune favors the bold, as they say. That's a saying, right? All right, NFC North. Vikings, Bears, Vikings, minus three. I, the juice sucks on it. I don't know why it was juiced up this high. I would have rather just taken three and a half. But Bovada gave me Vikings minus three, minus 125 against the Bears. Uh, don't let these past two weeks convince you that the Bears offense is actually half decent. It's not. The Lions and Texans are two of the worst defenses in the NFL. The Vikings defense isn't great either. But no way are the Bears putting up 30 points for a third week in a row. It's not happening. They're still bottom five in basically every single offensive stat despite looking good a few weeks in a row. They're still dead last in third down conversion percentage. 
Vikings also just have a significant net yards per play advantage. They're at plus 0.3. The Bears are at minus 0.3. I was tempted to take the over in this game, especially considering how the Bears offense has played recently. But when these two teams played the first time this season, I took the over and it wasn't even close because the Bears offense looked like complete shit. So I will not be making that. And I know in that game, I wanted to take Vikings, ended up taking over, regretted it. Vikings won and covered, not making the same mistake this time. I will take the Vikings, but you know what that means is going to happen. If it's, Vikings aren't going to cover, and then the over is going to hit. So that's what's going to happen. Might want to bet the over because of that. But I will be taking the Vikings minus three, minus 125 against the Bears. Also, a little, a little side note here. Um, you're going to hear a lot in these last three weeks of handicappers and touts and people on Twitter saying, Oh, this game means more to this team, uh, and they're going to use that as a justification for the, for their bet. Oh, this team's one spot out of the playoffs. This team's going to try extra hard this week. I'm sure there'll be a certain handicapper that'll have that uh, in one of their write-ups. I would lay big money on that being the case. That me- that means nothing. How big a game is for a team means nothing. Now, are there teams that have historically in the past played above their skill level because it's a big moment, a big game? Yes. But there have been plenty of times where there's been big, big games and teams haven't shown up. Plenty of times. The issue with these kinds of ha- these kinds of handicapping tactics that that idiots like to use, who think they're smart, is that you can't quantify it. You can't look at the stat sheet and said, "Oh, in five big games this year, that the team was really motivated. They were motivated four times and they weren't motivated one time." There's, you know what I mean? Like, you can say it, but unless you're in the locker room, and even if you're in the locker room, you still might might not be able to tell. There's no quantifiable thing that you can grab and hold on to that shows this team is motivated this amount of times, they're at this level of motivation against a team that's going to be at this level of motivation. Let's not forget, even though teams might be eliminated from the playoffs, players don't stop caring about how well they play just because they're out of the playoffs. Players are still fighting for their jobs, the majority of guys. The majority of guys on a team, teams aren't signed to multi-million dollar contracts for seven, eight years. These are guys on one, two year long deals who need to prove either to the team they're on now or to a future team that they're worth being in the, in, in the NFL. They're not going to stop trying because the team that they currently play for is out of the playoff race. They're fighting for their livelihood. Oh, you know what? It's my contract year. I'm a free agent, and I've barely got signed on to this team as it is, but eh, fuck it. I think I'll mail it in this week just because my team might not make the playoffs. No. I don't care where. I don't care if a team's already in the playoffs. I don't care if a team's in the hunt. I don't care if a team was eliminated from the playoffs three weeks ago. Don't use motivation as part of your handicapping tool. You can't quantify it. It's not a stat that you can grab and hold on to. It's not a number. Does it? Does it exist? Yes. But unless you're in that locker room every single day, and even then you might not not be able to, but let's say for the benefit uh, of the conversation, you would have to be in the locker room and know these guys on a personal level and get the energy inside the locker room to really be able to quantify that. And none of us are, all of us think we are, we think we know what teams feel like, we think how motivated, we know how motivated they're going to be going into a game. You don't. You don't, I don't, nobody does. Stop pretending like you do. You can only bet, in my opinion, off of stats more than anything else because stats are the one quantifiable thing no matter what way you look at it. When you look at stats, those are stats. That's something that's happened. That's something you can measure. That's something 
I was going to say hold in your hand, but I guess you can't really hold a stat in your hand. If you want to represent an apples, you could hold a barrel of apples that represent a team's yards per carry. I don't know. But that's why I'm so stats-based. It's the only thing that you can look at and measure. Other stuff is just, you're just blowing out hot air and you have no idea what you're talking about. So, little warning to you. Do not use motivation and whether or not a team is in the playoffs these last few weeks as a handicapping tool. Don't do it. There's no way you can measure it. It might exist, but you can't quantify it or measure it in any way possible, so you might as well not even think about it. So that was my little rant, my little tangent about the motivation factor. But let's get into the next game. What was that? Bear, Vikings minus 3, minus 125 against the Bears. Let's move along here. Lions, Titans. Ugh, Lions. Oh, I'm going to hate this week because I'm on so many bad teams as underdogs. But man, a lot of teams are getting a lot of points this week. I'm going to take Lions plus 10.5, minus 105 against the Titans. Ah. <laughs> I hate, and I hate these bets. It's because when if you're betting on a double-digit underdog, that means that team absolutely stinks, and you can never feel confident back in a shitty team. But 49.4% of the Titans' offensive yards come on the ground. That's the fourth highest mark in the NFL. I mean, that's no secret. We all know the, their offense revolves around Derrick Henry. Well, despite the Lions' defense being bad, their run defense actually isn't terrible. Over the last three games, they're 13th in opponent yards per carry, so top half of the NFL. And if there is a strength to the Lions team, it is their run defense. And then you look at the Lions offense. 74.31% of the Lions offensive yards come through the air. That's the second highest mark in the NFL. The Titans rank 16th in, in the NFL in opponent yards per pass attempt. So they're just about the same in stopping the pass that the Lions are in stopping the run. And then I have to bring up the same thing I do in every Titans game. Their defense can't get off their field. They're still, they've been dead last all season. Like, this is not even something that's fluctuated. They're, they've been dead last in opponent third down conversion percentage all season. Um, and then that 10.5 mark, it's over that magic number of 20, or it's 20. It's over that magic number of 10. Maybe a backdoor cover might be open there. I don't know. This is, t- this is definitely not going to be best bet for me. But And I know the Titans are a better team overall, but a double-digit spread... I don't know. I can't do it. I'm going to back Titans plus 10.5 minus 105. See, this is a spot. This is a perfect example of a spot where people are going to be like, oh, Titans know they need to win this game. They're on, they're on the bubble in the playoffs. They're going to come out firing. Every team tries as hard as they can in every single game. Get out of here with that. Must win game for the Titans. Lions giving up on the season. I don't think so. Uh, Ravens Jaguars here we go I'm going to back a uh, big favorite on the spread I think this is only the the only double digit favorite I'm backing this week Ravens minus 13 minus 105 um, so I'm sure all the other favorites uh, will cover as um, big uh, big double digit favorites and then the one I back will be the one that doesn't I'm sure uh, it does make me hesitate a little bit with Minshew back at quarterback I like him but it's a tough matchup for the Jaguar, Jaguars statistically. The Titans ran all over the Jaguars last week. They got 6.2 yards per carry against them. Uh, no team, and then no team runs the ball as well as the Ravens do. So if you can't stop the Titans' run offense, you're, uh, it's going to be tough to stop the, the Ravens' run offense. Ravens first in the NFL in yards per carry at 5.3. Jaguars 26th in opponent yards per carry. And then the Jaguars call more passing plays than any other team in the NFL. 65.69% of their plays are pass plays. Well, the Ravens are third in opponent yards per pass attempt, second in opponent yards per completion. So that's not a good matchup for them as well. Bad matchup for the Jaguars' defense, bad matchup for their offense. I'll take the Ravens to cover the 13 points at minus 105. And then we have the Patriots against 
the Dolphins. I am going to back the Patriots plus two, minus one ten against the Dolphins. And I told you at the start of the show, I, I, I have to go on a little rant here about the Dolphins. I'm sorry. And I want to make this clear to Dolphins fans. I don't have anything against you guys as a club. As I don't have any dislike to the Dolphins. If they go on and win the Super Bowl, I'll be happy for them. I like guys in their team. I like Tua. I like Fitzpatrick. Uh, Brian Flores, I think, has done a fan, fan, fantastic job and should be in the conversation for Coach of the Year. But my rant about the Dolphins, and this is the same rant I had about the Bears early in the season when they were 5-1. and one. They are their their record is much better than their team. Now I get in NFL the only thing that's important is wins and losses. I get that, but the reason why I'm betting against them week in and week out is because their st- the stats are telling me the Dolphins should not be covering the spread like la- la- spread like this. I get that the bet the, the, that that they are the best team in the NFL against the spread, but there's a reason why the record against the spread is so good because sportsbooks set the line at where it should be, or even maybe favored towards the Dolphins a little bit, and then they still just, they blow it out. Like, sportsbooks aren't expecting it either. Last week, Patrick Mahomes threw at, was it three or four interceptions? One of them, I remember specifically, was like five yards over his receiver's head, his receiver, who was wide open. The Dolphins weren't covering him, and then it just went right into the hands of a safety. Like, this is what's happening week in and week out with Dolphins. They, They just, like the game against the Rams, they had two long, uh, fumble recoveries, one return for a touchdown, one down to the one-yard line, and then a punt return touchdown, and those points were the difference in the game. It's like, they, they, they just make a big play here, a big play there, but as a whole, their team's not good. They're fifth and net, fifth last in net yards per play, and I mean right there, that's all that really you have to say about the Dolphins. So open up, if you're, if you're getting angry at me, just open up your mind and just listen to the numbers themselves. Fifth last net yards per play. That's you take the amount of yards gained per play on offense, you subtract the amount of yards given up per play on defense. They are fifth last in the NFL. A team that's fifth last in the NFL does not deserve to be, what are they now? Eight and, f- eight and five? They don't deserve to be a playoff team. The only teams that are worse are the Falcons, Jaguars, Bengals, and Jets. So two of the four teams, the Jets haven't won a game. The Jaguars have won one game. The Bengals have won what? Two games, three games, and then the Falcons have won four games. And then and then next on the list is the Dolphins are eight and five. Like that doesn't add up. Twenty fifth in yards per play. Twenty third and opponent yards per play. So they're in the bottom 10 in just getting yards and giving up yards. Those are not the numbers of a playoff team. But yet I'll say that and people get mad at me and say I'm just hating on the Dolphins. I mean, you can't deny these statistics. They're winning games they shouldn't really win. Now when it comes to this game specifically against uh, the Patriots... Uh, you got to look at the, the Dolphins' run defense because, uh, as I've said, every single uh, Patriots game, the key to Patriots games are how much how much they'll be able to run the ball. Well, the Dolphins are 25th in opponent yards per carry, so not good. Miami is also third last in opponent yards per pass attempt over the last three games as well. So they're also allowing a lot of yards through the air. I mean, this is a half. This is like an anger bet almost. Once again, I want to reiterate: I don't hate the Dolphins as a whole. I just. It, it's frustrating that a team with this bad of stats continues to cover, and I don't know. I because it, it makes me it makes me feel stupid. I keep betting against them and keep losing, but I should be winning these bets. God damn it! <laughs> 
They can't keep covering the spread with these statistics. They they're 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 gonna start losing games. They have I, I you know what? Here's my bold prediction. I think they go zero and three against the spread the last three games of the season. How's that for a little bold prediction? Starting with this game, but don't get mad at me, Dolphins fans. You guys go undefeated the rest of the way and win the Super Bowl. I'd be happy for you. While also cursing under my under my breath because my bet should be cashing when they're not. Uh, Dolphins dead last in carries uh, yards per carry as well. They can't run the ball. Dead last in the NFL in running the ball. 25th in third down conversion percentage. This team's not good. This team is not good. <laughs> I don't get it. Chiefs should have beat them by 30 last week. Uh, I can't bet on a fraudulent team like the Dolphins. In sports, sometimes good teams have bad records. Sometimes bad teams have good records. That's why they play the game. That's why they don't you know, just write down the uh, the standings and who wins the, the, the trophy at the start of the season based on everyone's roster. You play because weird things happen in sports. It's undeniable. Sometimes good teams have bad records like Falcons. That was a joke. I don't actually think my Falcons are good. Sometimes t- bad teams have good records. I think this is a case of a bad team having a good record. That's that's my Dolphins rant. That's all i got to say about them. Don't hate me, Dolphins fans. If you can prove to me outside of points scored per game and points against per game, outside of win-loss record, if a Dolphins fan can point to me some underlying statistics that show why they're a good football team that I'm not seeing, please point them out to me and I will concede that you are correct. But every time I argue with a Dolphins fan, they just bring up wins and losses and points scored and points against, which is fair because at the end of the day, in actual football, that's all that really matters. I hope they fucking lose this game by 50. <laughs> yeah, and for me to say that about the game against the Patriots uh, says something. All right, let's move on to the 49ers and the Cowboys. Going to back the 49ers, minus 3, minus 110 here. I've talked about the 49ers lately and how much I hate betting on their games because of how average they are, just about everything. Uh, I cashed betting against them last week against Washington. But I think they do bounce back this week, and it's mostly because of the defense that they're facing. That's why part of the reason why I was on Washington last week is their defense is so good. Cowboys defense, the exact opposite. Cowboys dead last in opponent yards per carry. Teams are getting 5.1 yards per rush against them. And we all know the 49ers have one of the, one of the most diverse rushing attacks in the league. They're not actually great this year as far as yards per carry. Um, but the things they do with the amount of motion they have, disguising their runs, uh, it, it can cause any team trouble, and I think they'll run all over the Cowboys' defense. Side note, I miss Kyle Shanahan. I really wish the Falcons held on to Kyle Shanahan. If they just fired Dan Quinn and everyone else and then just kept Kyle Shanahan the year that he uh, went to the 49ers, uh, who knows? We might be three-time Super Bowl champs by now. Um, fuck, I wish Kyle Shanahan was still in the Falcons. God damn it. Um, yeah, I don't have anything else to say about this game because the 49ers are average at a lot of things, but I think they can uh, run against the Cowboys here. I'll fade the Cowboys' run defense. I'll take San Fran minus 3 and minus 110. Washington against the Seahawks. No team in the NFL has confused me this season more than the Seahawks. So it's on maybe the Dolphins. Um, but you guys know I was betting on them all year because of how bad their defense was. I would come on this podcast every week and say, fade the Seahawks. They can't stop the pass. They can't stop anything. Well... They're dead last. Yeah, they're dead last in opponent yards per game. They're dead last in opponent passing yards per game. Well, over the last three games, their defense has given up just 4.1 yards per play. So that is literally the best mark in the NFL. Their season average for opponent yards per play is 5.7. But then over the last three weeks, they're at 4.1. That's a that's a difference of 1.6 yards per play. So that's insane. But, I mean, the caveat of that is... 
Seahawks probably had the easiest schedule in the NFL the last three games. Philly, Giants, and Jets, right? Three of, like, the worst five defenses in the NFL, in the NFL right there. So that's a little bit skewed. But what my point is is that their defense is flipped. I don't know if I want to fade the Seahawks because their defense stinks. I don't know if I want to bet on them now because they got got because uh, they smoked the Jets last week. I don't know. Two weeks ago, they looked terrible against the Giants. It didn't look like they could beat a JV team. Last week, their offense gets going against the Jets. Uh, their defense has played well despite playing against bad opponents. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What is this team? I don't know what to do with them. So because I don't know what to do with them, I'm going to do the same thing I did last week. I'm just going to take the team getting points, and that's Washington. Washington plus six is my bet. Uh, I didn't write down my juice. What was my juice for this game? I want to make sure I say the juice too. So if anyone ever reviews these podcasts and go through episode by episode to make sure I'm not lying on my record, I want my juice to be accurate as shit. I wrote down plus six. I didn't write down when I got the juice out. I got a minus 115, so uh, not great juice, but it is what it is. Minus 115 plus six. Washington against the Seahawks, and this is just a bet on me not understanding how good the Seahawks are um, and Washington's defense. I mean, this Washington's defense is is unbelievable. Uh, They've come up big for me the last few weeks. Top five defense overall. Could be a top three defense. Uh, Seahawks also give up the fourth most sacks per game. Their offensive line doesn't do a good job of protecting Russell Wilson, and Washington gets the fourth most uh, QB sacks per game. So, their D-line could cause Russell Wilson a lot of issues, but Washington's offense stinks. As, as much as a good story of Alex Smith is, and I don't know if he's playing this week or if he's going to be out, um, their offense is terrible. Like, very, 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 very bad. So, um, I don't know. It's a hard team to bet. I, I, I don't know. I don't know in this game. I would pass on this game if I didn't have to bet on every single game, but I'll take the team getting six points, I guess. Don't. I wouldn't tail this that pick, though. Definitely not going to be a best bet. But speaking of best bets, i got another Capper Cup pick coming up here with my next bet. Oh, man, this episode is going to be the longest one I've had in a while. All right, Bucks, Falcons, Bucks minus 6, minus 110. I think the Buccaneers slap this Falcons team, and I don't even think it'll be close. Um, I always say that the Bucks struggle against teams with a good pass defense and good pass rush. Well, the Falcons are terrible in both those categories. 29th in opponent yards per pass attempt, 23rd in sack percentage. Tom Brady will have all day to throw, and I think he will pick apart this young Falcons secondary. Also, as I've been saying for weeks, Falcons terrible in the red zone, second last in red zone offense, fourth last in red zone defense, and then Tampa Bay's defense, fifth in opponent yards per play, tenth in opponent points per game. Uh, They'll keep this lethargic Falcons offense in check. Uh, Fire Dirk Cutter. The Falcons offensive coordinator, is like my peewee football coach called a better offense than Dirk Cutter. Dirk Cutter, first down, run, second down, run, third and long, throw a deep ball to Ridley that's incomplete. It's just so predictable and bad. I miss Kyle Shanahan. Bring him back. I think I'd even take that drunk Steve Sarkeesian back over Dirk Cutter. Uh, just embarrassingly bad play calling. Bucks win this game by double digits, I think. Easily one of my best bets of the weekend. It will be a Capra Cup pick. Chief Saints. So I've locked this bet in on Wednesday, obviously, when I record this podcast, but right before I start recording. Uh, and so since I've locked it in tonight, I can't risk a Drew Brees not playing. So I'm taking Chiefs minus three. Now, Breeze doesn't play. This bet is a no-brainer, in my opinion, uh, despite Taysom Hill doing a half-decent job as Breeze replacement this season. Uh, their offense as a whole has been pretty stale in his absence. Uh, they played some bad defenses and not put up good numbers, and then they pl- played the Eagles last week and got shut down. Um, they can't seem to get Alvin Kamara involved in the game when it's not Breeze for some reason. I don't really know why that is. Uh, maybe they're stacking the box more with Hill, Hill and that's just not giving uh, Kamara the room. 
Uh, but I'll say right now, Breeze is announced at the, at, as the starter and this line stays the same, I'd be all over the Saints. But I assume if he's announced the starter, it'll probably end up being closer to a one-point spread or a pick him. But I will say, if Breeze is the announcer come Sunday and you haven't locked in your bet and Breeze, uh, Breeze is the starter, I would take Saints plus three and maybe even Saints money line. Um... 16th in the NFL in yards per play at 5.6. That's dropped over 5.3 over the last three games. Um, and we know that to beat the Chiefs, you have to be able to run the ball effectively, but the Saints are just 13th in yards per carry, so around average. Uh, the Chiefs' offense has been firing all cylinders lately. They're first in the NFL in yards per play at 6.6. Over the last three games, they're averaging 7.3 yards per play over the last three games. That's insane. Hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes. Definitely can't do it if it's not Drew Brees that's playing against him. So I'll take Chiefs minus three, minus 120 against the Saints on Sunday. All right, how many games got? Four games left here. Let's pound them out before I lose my voice. Jets, Rams, under 44, minus 115. So arguably the best team in the league against the worst team in the league. Um, I mean, other teams have better offenses, obviously, Chiefs and Packers. but And a couple have, be- have better defenses like the Steelers and... I don't know. Steelers might be the only defense that could be arguably as good as the Rams. But I think the Rams are the most complete team in the NFL right now, and they're leading in net yards per play, which would back that claim up. Meanwhile, the Jets are dead last in net yards per play. So first team in net yards per play against last team in net yards per play. But even saying that, it's hard for me to back the Rams to cover the big spread, 17.5 points with how their offensive style of play is. Now, I did take the Chiefs to cover a 19.5-point spread against the Jets earlier this season, but the Chiefs' offense is a lot more explosive than the Rams. The Rams are kind of the opposite. They like to run the ball. They like to milk the clock. They score on long drives. So it might be hard for them to cover a 17-point spread with that offense, especially uh, we saw against the Patriots last week. Uh, once the Rams kind of got up by two touchdowns, three touchdowns, Sean McVay got very, very conservative with his play calling. He ran the ball a lot more. Took his time, so 17-point spread. I mean, I could see the Rams going up like 24 nothing or 21 nothing, and then the Jets scoring a late score just to cover, and the Rams don't cover the spread because of their, the style of their offense. I could see that happening. Uh, but also, they might just shut out the Jets because, I mean, this is literally the worst offense against the league going up against who I think is the best defense in the league in the Rams. So Jets have been shut out by a lot worse defenses than the Rams this season already. Uh, yards per play, Jets are dead last. 4.7. Opponent yards per play, the Rams are first in the NFL at 4.6. So if you go by yards per play, it's quite literally the best against the worst. Um, if the Jets score double-digit points this game, I will be flabbergasted. Uh, Rams, sixth in opponent yards per carry, first in opponent yards per pass attempt. If you're a religious person, pray for poor old Sam Darnold in that Jets offense because I think it's going to get ugly. Even with the big spread, in no way would I recommend betting on the Jets. The under has to be the play. It's at 44. Sean McVay will hopefully get up by a couple touchdowns and then just milk the clock the rest of the game. I think. I mean, I think for this to go over, I think the Jets would have to score probably 14 points. Um, and I don't think the Jets will. I mean, maybe the Rams score like 35 points. The Jets score 10. 35-10 final score. That could fuck me, but I can't. I can't see this going over. The Rams might have to win, cover the total by themselves, which who knows could be possible. Under 44, Jets Rams minus 115. Eagles, Cardinals. I was told I was an idiot for taking the Eagles last week against the Saints, uh, but really I was an idiot for not taking the money line apparently. Um, But I really like what the Eagles are doing with Jalen Hurts. I alluded to this at the start of the show, but 
Not necessarily because he's a better quarterback than Carson Wentz, but it finally Doug Peterson has to run the ball more, which is what I've been preaching for weeks that they should do. By the way, I am on the Eagles here. Eagles plus six. I got that even money against the Cardinals. Almost took this as my money line underdog of the week. Decided to go with uh, the Texans instead. Um, but the Eagles last week ran for 246 yards against the Saints, who are one of the best run defenses in the NFL. And now, and they're averaging 5.2 yards per carry so far this season, second highest mark in the NFL next to the Ravens. It blows me away that Doug Peterson wasn't running the ball the first fucking 12 games of the year. Uh, now they go up against the Cardinals, who rank 20th in opponent yards per carry. So if they could put up 246 against the Saints, they can definitely run the ball against the Cardinals. Cardinals offense has also been lackluster lately, only 4.4 yards per play over the last three weeks, which is the fourth lowest mark in the NFL. Eagles defense continues to be a top 10 unit as well. They're seventh in opponent yards per play. Uh, like I said last week, as soon as I apologize for my Ky- Kyler Murray sucks take, he's literally sucked in every game since then. He hasn't had a good game since I apologized for my bad hot take. Uh, I should have rode that hot take out a little bit longer. I wonder if I can reclaim it because Kyler Murray's not getting the job done. Uh, I think this is an easy bet here. This will be a Capra Cup bet for me. Plus six will be. Uh, I thought about Moneyline, didn't take it, went Moneyline with Texans instead. But Eagles plus six, I got that even money against the Cardinals. Then let's get to the final two primetime games of the week here. Browns, Giants. Now this game was not on uh, at Bovada when I started recording this podcast. Let me just refresh to see if it's the same line or to see if it's even up at all. Uh, but I did want I didn't want to leave out any bets this week, so I went to a different book for this game. But just for sake of you guys listening, no, so it's still not up at, at up at Bovada. I bet it on Bet Online, so this is the one game this week that I locked in at Bet Online instead of Bovada. Browns minus five, minus one ten. Giants offense stinks. Uh, Browns offense, on the other hand, firing all cylinders. Now, you may hear, like I said earlier, oh, this game means more to the Giants than the Browns. Must win. they got to stay in the NFC East waste. Don't listen to those people. Browns are second in the NFL in yards per play after the last three games, second to just the Chiefs. Baker Mayfield absolutely torched the Ravens' defense, which is one of the best passing defenses in the NFL. They're fourth in yards per carry, fourth in red zone offense. This team has been hitting their stride despite losing to the Ravens on Monday. That was like a, to me, and my like I was more impressed by the uh, Browns at the end of the game than I was at the start, despite them losing to the Ravens. Meanwhile, Giants, second last in points per game, third last in red zone offense, fourth last in yards per play, fourth last in punts per offensive score. They are bad, even with Daniel Jones. There's like a narrative going around, oh, the Giants are the best 7-4 and four team in NFL history, or yeah, uh, fucking 4-7 and seven team in NFL history, 4-8 and eight team in NFL history. Whatever that line was going around the last few weeks, complete bullshit. Just because they played against a really bad a Seahawks team that had their worst game, excuse me, had a worst game of their season and a couple other close wins, they're not a good team. And also, everyone's saying their defense is elite. Well, they rank 12th in opponent yards per play, 10th in opponent points per game. So yeah, they're they're an above average defense. You might even call them good, uh, but that's it. Good, I would say above average, but I wouldn't argue too much if someone said the Giants' defense is good. But elite? No, they're just not. They're just not. Giants stink. Browns minus five, minus one ten. No brainer. Is that a Capra Cup pick as well? That is also a Capra Cup pick. I'll review them all uh, here at the end. But we got one more game to get to, and it's Steelers Bengals. Big spread here. I'm actually backing the favorite here as well. I, th- I think earlier I said the Ravens were the only one I was going to back as a big favorite. Also going to back the Steelers minus thirteen even money. 
against the Bengals. This is a very similar game to the Rams-Jets. We have arguably the worst offense in the NFL, which is the Bengals without Joe Burrow, going up against arguably the best defense in the NFL in the Steelers. Difference in this game, though, is that the point spread is less than two touchdowns, uh, whereas the total is down to 40.5. So that's why I'm taking the spread this one instead of the under. Uh, Rams-Jets, I took the under because it is at 44, not 40. And the spread in that game is 17. This is at 13. So we're getting below that uh, magic number of 14 in this game. Steelers offense, they have been terrible this week. They burned me when I tried to bet on them last week. But the Bengals defense is 28th in opponent yards per play. So if there's a defense they can have a bounce back game against, it is the Bengals defense. Uh, and then the Bengals offense has only been averaging four yards per play since <laughs> since Joe Burrow has gone down. Last the NFL by a mile during that three-game stretch. And now they have T.J. Watt and the Steelers uh, to go up against. So good luck to them. But I mean, the Bengals, kind of like the Jets, might not score a single point this week. So Also, why the fuck are the Bengals on Monday Night Football right now? Who, who thought the Bengals in Week 15 on Monday Night Football was going to be an important game? Uh, to be honest, actually, maybe me, but <laughs> that's that's a rough Monday nighter, to be fair. Uh, Steelers might only need to score 20 points to cover the spread, kind of like what the Dolphins did against the Bengals a couple weeks ago. Dolphins covered the spread as an 11 and a point favor, 11 and a half point favor against the Bengals. Steelers only 13 point favorites, and they're a much better team than the Dolphins, I think. So I'll take Steelers minus 13, even money, no hesitation in that one. So there you go. Those are my bets for every single Week 15 game, all 16 of them. I'll quickly uh, list them off here, and then I'll give you guys my top five bets, which will be my Capper Cup picks this week. <clears throat> Chargers, plus three against the Raiders, minus 105. Bills Broncos, under 50, minus 110. Panthers, plus eight and a half, minus 105 against the Packers. Texans, plus 270 against the Colts. That's my Moneyline underdog pick of the week. Uh, Vikings, minus three, minus 125 against the Bears. Lions, plus ten and a half, minus 105 against the Titans. Ravens, minus 13, minus 105 against the Jaguars. Patriots, plus two, minus 110 against the Dolphins. 49ers, minus three, minus 110 against the Cowboys. Washington, plus six, minus 115 against the Seahawks. Bucks, minus six, minus 110 against the Falcons. Chiefs, minus three, minus 120 against the Saints. Jets, Rams, under 44, minus 115. Eagles, plus six, even money against the Cardinals. Browns, minus five, minus 110 against the Giants. And then Steelers, minus 13, even money against the Cincinnati Bengals. My top five bets of the week. Texans, plus seven versus the Colts will be my best bet of the week. I said I am taking them uh, on the money line, but in Capper Cup, uh, obviously you don't take money lines. It's all spread. So Capper Cup, Texans, plus seven will be my best bet. And then Bucks, minus six, Browns, minus five, Eagles, plus Six, I think in Capra Cup it's plus seven, but regardless, Eagles and then the Steelers minus 13. So Texans, Bucks, Browns, Eagles, Steelers are my five best bets for NFL Week 15. I think this has been the longest episode probably because, uh, for one, I went on a long rant there about stats. And for two, uh, this is the first time I've handicapped all 16 games since I think Week 1. Maybe Week 2. But I feel like there's probably COVID delays starting already in Week 2. So uh, there you have it, NFL Week 15. All 16 games, three weeks to go. We're in the home stretch. Let's continue. Let's pray to Gamblor as we head into this week of bets. That's all I got for you. Subscribe to the show. Rate it if you have a few seconds. If you have a few more seconds, review it. Let your friends know about it. Uh, let's keep growing. We're grow- we're, we have been growing. I appreciate you all who listen every week. Let's continue to grow and become one of the big sports betting podcasts out there. But this has been Ian McMillan signing off for the week 15 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.